0: Hello and welcome to Cigar Cast, your weekly one-stop shop for all things cigar-related, including industry news, reviews, and everything in between. We're recording live from Crown Cigars and L's here in beautiful Brentwood, Tennessee. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Dedman. I'm joined, as I am every week, by the only man who doesn't wish he had a pencil-thin mustache, Mr. Shane Reeves. That's right. I always want to be clean-shaven.
1: Never (laughs) never wished for any of that.
0: I was headed down to Florida last week, and it was about midnight 30 or so, and we were still a good ways away from the... Uh, from the house and the only thing that would keep me awake was Jimmy Buffett's live you had to be there driving to Florida smoking a cigar oh yeah and Jimmy Buffett oh man it was it was wonderful. hotter than
1: everything even at midnight I bet it was still 90
0: you know degrees. it's worse here oh it is it is it is worse here now granted I'm having to wear you know clothes for work versus shorts t-shirt and flip-flops so that certainly has something to do with it but I'd, I'd rather have that weather down there You know, this is kind of a
1: rough time in the year for Cigar Guys because the show's over and all the announcements are coming out. You know, they just announced today. I actually just messaged Andy today um, that Crown Cigars is getting McAuliffe. Mm -hmm. I've been on Austin for four months and had to handle all of his reasons not to, and he finally signed on the dotted line. I think I should get part of that commission at some point. I think you should, too. But I'll just be happy to get the cigars no, here. No, I know.
0: I've been smoking a lot of those, and, man, it is such a good cigar. I love the Nicaragua. I know you're the—Madafina Mataf- your favorite. I really like the Nicaragua. I smoked one while I was in Florida, or on the way to Florida, actually.
1: The Nicaragua's strong. Nicaragua's a great smoke as well, and so much of their stuff is just really good.
0: Can I talk about—before we—well, let's let, get our cigars okay, lit.
1: let's get our cigars lit.
0: Um, I, and I'm actually really excited because this is a cigar that I've never had. Uh, I've seen it, and I've wanted to try it, but this was actually a gift from a lif- listener. This is the Camacho Shellback. Um, what, was there was another name for it? The Brotherhood so, Series, well, yeah. So
1: the Camacho Shellback is a brand. It's named for the designation sailors receive after they cross the equator. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's um, part of the new Brotherhood series. Um, Matthew got these for us, and we really appreciate it. It's awesome. You know, you know I have actually
0: been thinking about because he gave these to us before I left for Florida two weeks ago, or a week. He gave it to us about two weeks ago, and I've been thinking about this cigar ever since. Getting so excited to try it. Well,
1: you know what's really special about this. He paid full freight on these. Oh, did he really? Well, if he had if he had bought them at the shop he happened to work at, he'd have got a discount. But he bought these somewhere else, and True. he paid full freight. But they don't have them here, so that or That's right. he doesn't have them at that particular shop. <laughs> Let's anyway, not blow them up, too. Yeah, bad. yeah, we're not we're not going to get him in trouble too right. bad. But it's a only one Vitola. It's a six by fifty Toro, which um, is
0: right in my wheelhouse. Is six six by fifty? That's bigger than a fifty. That's what it says, 6x50. That's a 56 if it's anything, I think. So, quick, somebody get
1: me the little caliper? Yeah, the caliper, the spark plug measurer. <laughs> and I'll foresee. Have you seen those little things where it's like the, the spark plug tool? measurement? Yeah, yeah, for cigars. But anyway, regardless of your, your prot- protestations, and all. Um, it says their boxes of 20 and only 4,000 boxes are produced, but I've seen a lot of these around for there to have only been 4,000 boxes produced.
0: You know, but I've never seen a whole lot in back stock at a shop, and I don't see them everywhere. So I, I think it's about the people that just know that they've got a Camacho following and bringing maybe just a couple boxes at a time in.
1: Must be something along those lines, but... Very, very thankful to our listeners whenever they provide our smokes for the show. That's a that's always a blast. And also, let's go ahead and talk about the big story. Before we get into anything else, let me go ahead and get my panties out of this
0: wad. Is this the one I shared on Facebook that you're yes. talking about? Yeah.
1: 59% of exhibitors have lost faith in IPCR PCA's leadership.
0: All right. If you've been around the industry... Do you want me to let you just go? Oh, no. By all means, go ahead. I'll light you, my cigar. If you've been around the industry for very long uh, and, and talked with owners and reps, uh, like retail owners and reps, the consistent theme for the past, say, five or six years has been the same thing. And the show was small this year. Oh, man, the show was even smaller this year. Man, the show was smaller this year. It's, it keeps shrinking... Now, whether that's in size or in quality, I think it's probably a little bit of both based on some of the people I talk to. The deals aren't as good, and I don't know how much of that comes from the fact that the the retailers are or, – or the manufacturers aren't getting as much exposure to the retailers. I know a lot of retailers don't go anymore uh, because it's kind of stale being in either Orlando – or. Uh, New Orleans or Las Vegas every... I mean, it just... Uh, back in the early 2000s or late 2000s, like early, like early 2010s, it was a party. I mean, people were throwing these huge dinners and people were doing... And not that you have to do that to enjoy the show, but it was just... It was a celebration of the industry, and those have pretty much gone by the wayside by all accounts.
1: Well, so... First and foremost, let's hit the let's hit the venue, Las Vegas. Um, Las Vegas was a lot more fun when the mob ran it. The corporations that have taken over Las Vegas have just about ruined it. Do you think that's where? Are you talking about that's that's part of the complaint? That's part of the nature of it. Las Vegas is not what it used to be.
0: Well, and it's not a great convention town. For this type of convention, I wouldn't think No. Now, if you've got O'Reilly Auto Parts Doing their national sales meeting That's probably going to go over really well In Las Vegas If you've got Antiques Roadshow Probably not going to do real well in Vegas And then you've got everything And IBCPR is probably somewhere in the middle Maybe a little closer to Antiques Roadshow Than O'Reilly Auto Parts Well, okay, first and foremost
1: I want to dispute this survey and all this survey conducted by Charlie Minato and featured on Half Will. Um, the survey we surveyed exhibitors. This was done randomly. Sometimes we forgot to pass out a survey or collect one, but we got responses for 34 companies. So 34 out of 150 is all that actually replied. Okay. So this survey, to me, is complete
0: flop sweat. I I don't know. That's It's not a great sample, but I don't think that means that the results are completely invalid. Well, so many of
1: these, no reply was given as an option. Oh. If no reply is one of the options, don't do a survey. Right. If they don't want to reply, just tell them don't do the
0: survey. Right.
1: I mean, let's just be honest.
0: Because, especially, does it give you the questions that were asked? It does. So, I mean, based on whether you no reply to an answer kind of is your answer.
1: Well... This, you know, what is the annual revenue of your company? Under five million, five to ten, over ten, or no reply. And I'll, which that's a wide enough range. I don't think that's giving away the the trade secrets. Right.
0: I feel like most of the people inside the industry kind of know who's where anyway.
1: Um, i I'm not going to hit all the questions, but okay. Now this is this is contradictory information to me. Do you think the rebrand was necessary? Ten yes, twenty one no, three no reply. Do you like the ICPR's rebranding from ICPCR to PCA? 21 yes, 10 no. So 10 said the rebranding was necessary, and 21 said they liked it. Yeah, I can,
0: I can get on board with that. I didn't think it was necessary, but I like it. But I, I, think, I think IPCPR was fine. Yeah, it was a bit of a mouthful, but I don't think rebranding is going to solve their problems. I don't think it was necessary to keep the thing alive. But that being said, I do think PCA is a better name. So I so I can I can well, allow that
1: one. I'm not getting mired down in this survey of only thirty-five cigar companies at random. So what is the question that
0: led them to believe that, you know, fifty-six percent has lost faith?
1: Well, the big the catalyst for most of this, and I have a feeling this is why this survey was rushed out the way it was, was JR cigars saying they're not coming back to IPCPR because of
0: the consumer day. That was the reason that they gave. Yeah. Which is it it doesn't make sense to me it, it's It's going to be good for the industry. Well, you know, I've been a
1: business owner for about 20 years. The number one thing you have to watch out as a business owner is that you don't start disliking your customers right? And you know that sounds simple, but it isn't. It is not easy to not dislike your customers. That is very true. And anybody that just works a 9 to 5, bless you. I wish you you well. I wish I had the stamina to work a 9 to 5, but I would blow my brains out because I couldn't stand being in one place that long. Right. I've got to be results-only work. But if
0: all you've ever worked is a 9 to 5, you probably don't understand that aspect of this. I disagree because, I mean... Especially on the customer service side, which is what a lot of that office-type work is. Most, most office work, most 9-to-5 work is still customer-facing. You don't have to spend much, much more than two hours in a customer-facing role to realize that some of your customers suck.
1: But you don't let them know that. Well, no, absolutely not. And when you not. say, due to consumer day, we will no longer be coming back, you're letting them know that. Right. And that's where you have messed up. And, you know, we've, I've talked to other people that Raising Cane, oh, Consumer Day's a terrible idea, a terrible idea. And I had chalked it up to just the fact of, okay, it was a private club, and the yep. best part about being in a club is
0: deciding who gets to come and who I, doesn't. No, I think that's exactly right. I think the people who are against the Consumer Day, it's because they lost their hangout. Right. Someone took the No Girls Allowed sign off of the clubhouse, and now they're hurt about it.
1: Yeah, just... Absolutely ridiculous, the whole thing. Here's Let me tell you something, cigar manufacturers. Consumer Day will be looked back as five years from now, ten years from now, us doing this podcast. We'll be sitting here saying, Consumer Day saved the PCA. Yeah. Because Consumer Day lets the customers that are buying the cigars come in and get to know people. Right. And let me tell you something. It is a
0: relationship industry.
1: If you don't want to know your customers... Get out of the cigar business. Right. I mean, for crying out loud, people. But anyway, okay.
0: Enough complaining about
1: that. Um, I'm not going to mention that because I hate those people. Uh, (laughs) Moving forward, let's do something happy. Do you have anything in your bag of tricks that's happy this week? Of course. I have all kinds of happy stuff. From the hour, Detroit. All right. And all. Best bar for business deals, cigar bar and smoke shop. Ambassadors, cigars and Spirits in Detroit. So they got the three-time Best of Detroit winner. So three times. Um, this lounge was named Best Bar for Business Deals.
0: I like it. I mean, if you think about, we, we talked about one of the first episodes we ever did. I know this was part of the conversation because it was part of the conversation that led to us doing the podcast, which is that there is no greater um the cross section of people than a cigar shop. You can I I have seen so many business deals brokered in cigar shops. I got my current job because of a cigar shop relationship. I, this does not surprise me one iota.
1: Oh I've got a buddy that plays poker with us that could have improved his career four times just because he plays poker here on Tuesday nights with us. What do you do? Well, I do this. Oh, well I know somebody that does that that pay you more money. Now, for whatever reason, he doesn't accept it, and I don't want to get into. That's a totally different issues in his life that he has to handle upon his own. But those kind of things happen, and all you know, real estate they teach you circle of influence. Mm Talking about your circle of influence and all, and the cigar shop
0: really widens and broadens that circle of influence so dramatically. It does. Where else do you know that you can be sitting around the table? Talking to an attorney, a plumber, a doctor, a Uber driver, and three retired guys. You just one guy sitting in here right now has done four of those five jobs that you just <laughs> right? named. Right,
1: but my <laughs> in the time he's been here, right. But
0: the point, my, but my <laughs> that's funny because I know who you're talking about,
1: um,
0: <laughs> and I, and but. Not only be surrounded by those people, but having a conversation with them where you're all on equal footing. I, I can think of nowhere else except maybe the bowling league, but you would have had to have known each other beforehand. Well, the bowling league, you're bowling, right? And also you have you some- only bowl so much when you're on a team of four.
1: Yeah, but you're still. I mean, you're still toting the ball. You're still sure. walking back and forth. You're still that. So, huzzah for best bar for cigars. Okay, I'm gonna grumble about something else now. Netflix to stub out most smoking
0: tobacco use in future original series oh this is different than what I thought you were going to say so you know what let them let I, I, I really don't care not seeing it is better than seeing it in a negative light if there you know if no one smokes in the next Netflix series no one will notice but what I have noticed in, is that over the course of the last five, 10 years, only bad guys smoke. Only villains smoke. Sure. The cool guy doesn't smoke anymore. Sure. And I'm sorry, kids, I'm here to tell you smoking is cool. It just, no, it, it <laughs> You is. heard it here first. <laughs> I mean, you know, they always told you in, in middle and high school just say no. They're going to tell you it makes you cool, but it doesn't. Yes, it does. You wouldn't be listening to them and trying to be like them if they weren't cool. Okay.
1: You know, first and foremost, you're working my side of the street. (laughs) (laughs) The the devil's aardvark is my side of the street, and you have crossed plumb over. (laughs) So, anyway, but coming back, here's my deal. If I raise young Johnny up that he's watching Stranger Things on Netflix...
0: And, and sees, the Demogorgon comes up with a big ol' stogie.
1: Yeah, sees <laughs> you know Chubby or, Gro- or Grover or I don't even know the characters on Stranger Things. I, I
0: don't either.
1: And uh, or sees Grover pick up a cigarette and he rushes out and purchases a pack of Winston's and commences to puffing. Netflix is the least of my problems. Right.
0: <laughs> you, the bigger question is why Netflix has a bigger influence over your child's life than you do.
1: That's right. I mean, it's just to me this is just ridiculous lip service. It's. Um, I don't care. You know, it's funny. The beginning and middle and end of this is still narcissism. It's narcissism that people say, I don't want my kid to smoke. I don't want my child exposed to tobacco use. And the middle is the the narcissism of I'm not going to do that to myself. You know, the kid, I'm not going to do that to myself. Right. And the end of the narcissism is me. I don't give a... (laughs) I hope you're not raising kids
0: that that Netflix is impacting their smoking choices in life, right? well, but the other narcissism is, is I don't like it, so i'm gonna so I'm gonna make sure that no one else can see it or be exposed to it or do it you know it's but the other thing is that same disgruntled old housewife that doesn't want to see her um her kid exposed to cigarettes has no problem. Posting thirteen shared memes on Facebook all day long about how she needs her wine to get through the day. Right, right. She'll she'll put that in a heart. Yeah, that. But that's no problem because we have an alcohol culture in this in this country where it's just sort of fine that yeah, mommy can't survive being around her progeny. In, I'm I'm sorry, I'm getting a little carried away. <laughs> I had to take my headphones off. My eardrums are getting battered. But but some but for some reason that's okay. We're okay with that level of narcissism. The fact that that yeah I I I love my kids but I can't stand them unless I'm soused half the time, but but heaven forbid one of the good characters actually smoked. This goes back to one of my I I am working your side of the street. You really Let's are. Let's talk you... about this in Batman uh, Return No um, uh, Dark Knight, the second of the Crystal Elements. There's a scene in that that really chaps my hide. They go to this is after harvey dent's kind of gone all wonky and 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 batman is in the mayor's office or no gordon's in the mayor's office and he's trying to talk the mayor into going into hiding because it's not safe for him and he's sitting at his desk at city hall the mayor of gotham city and he's holding a cigar in his hand and he's holding a cutter in his hand and never once uses it now, sure. I'm sorry. So you thought it was important enough that the that the mayor be a cigar guy. That's great. But heaven forbid. First of all, it was one of those cheap plastic cutters that you get right off the table by the register at every shop. They couldn't they couldn't spring for a Savoy or a Zygar. Yeah, a I, I
1: wouldn't vote for anybody
0: that used one of those. Right. But on top of that, he sits there and he's holding them in both hands the whole scene. But he never actually cuts a cigar, even when the thing is over. It. So. So, so you're admitting that that it's it. I've wound myself into a tizzy.
1: So while you calm down, let me say this. The Christopher Nolan Batman series were the worst ones ever created. First, I have to say those. You're wrong,
0: but okay. I did not care for, but I don't like that style. I understand. And unfortunately, that's why I find it so strange that you like superhero movies. Because ever since the Chris Nolan Batmans, that's what they've done to all of them.
1: Uh, no, I like the
0: campier ones I like it a little campier But they're really not I mean, outside, outside of Ant-Man Most of the Marvel ones Have kind of fallen To that darker style Oh, the style. Guardians of the Galaxy Has been okay, very I'll, I'll, I'll give you that one too I'll uh, give you Thor that one
1: Ragnarok too. is actually In the comedy section of Netflix Is it really? Yes
0: I've not actually seen that one uh-huh. But like all the Avengers The Iron Man The sure. new Spider-Mans That they've been putting out Have all gotten darker Gotten broodier um, I'll give you that It definitely changed Superhero movies for the worse but, yeah, but anyway, moving forward. The third one of that series, I will say, is the worst. God, that movie was awful. So, the new. Oh, first, let me talk about this cigar for a minute. Okay,
1: I'm, I'm really it. enjoying it. This is. Let me say how to. I, okay, I don't want this to sound derogatory because I do enjoy it. But are you getting a lot of grass? I mean this is the a little bit the scorched Savannah plains grass cigar. I'm not taste. getting that much of it. I'm I'm getting a lot of grass which I like. I mean yeah. it's a it's a flavor. It's not, you know, there's not good and bad flavors. It's a flavor and I enjoy it. But I've never had a cigar if I, if the defining characteristic of this cigar what stands out for me is that sagebrush grass grassy type feel coming off of it.
0: I'm really enjoying the amount of smoke it's putting out. That's one of the things I do like about Camachos. They tend to be very smoky. That's something I like in a cigar. I, I will say, yeah, I definitely get the, the grass. I'm getting, I'm getting more leather than grass, though.
1: I am, I'm not getting as much leather, but I'm getting, a lot, I'm getting a lot of grass, but I may be fixated on that. And uh, one more news story before the break. So, New Haven Register... Where's New Haven at? Is that Connecticut? Connecticut. Okay. New Haven Register. In the interest of fair play, in the interest of of equal opportunity, I do want to talk about a Federal Food and Drug Administration is seeking civil penalties for two businesses that repeatedly sold cigars to minors during inspections. So.
0: I think I know where this is going.
1: This is Propaganda. Oh, okay. This is pure propaganda because these are Pop's Grocery is actually the name of one of the places. Now, you, you tell me there ain't something shifty going on in that joint. right? And an affiliate, whatever, whatever, whatever. But so they sold cigarillos. Um, you know, you can tell by the article they sold packs of Swisher Sweets or cigarillos. Right. But the FDA is trying to plant news stories like this. To strengthen their case against the cigar industry, right? When those things are so much closer to cigarettes than they will ever be to the cigars, exactly. And is, am I am I going off the rails? Am I too conspiracy theory there? Um, or is that is that what this feels like for you?
0: It does. I mean, it reminds me when I used to be a bartender, and the the state boards of alcohol would often send kids in with. Either fake IDs, but the problem is it's the government, so they can make a really believable fake ID. And even if you search, look for all the things, if you still serve that first they hand you an ID that looks real. If you didn't notice that it happened to be fake, you still get busted. So my, I'm guessing to go to your conspiracy theory that you're probably not far off. That they probably sent them in with a fake ID.
1: Well, and then let me follow this up with the other part of this story that really chafes my rear. And all due to two violations, so this is two violations occurred in less than 12 months, the FDA is seeking a civil penalty from the business. How much do you think? $12,000. $285. So, okay, FDA, I don't want to tell y'all how to run your business, but I want to tell y'all how to run your
0: business. To a business, $285 is pennies. It's
1: nothing. And here's the thing. Instead of charging $100,000 a size of tola and a blend on each cigar to get them approved... Get a better idea. Why don't you make the penalties on the tail end of the transition a little heavier than $285? Why don't you charge us $285 to approve our cigar and $100,000 for the first violation?
0: Right. Exactly. <laughs> Penalize the people that are causing the problem, not the not the industry itself. So this is pure propaganda, pure hogwash. This is just this is
1: everything that is wrong with the FDA is in this. So, I just had to cover that story because that just drives me nuts that that's what they did. But okay. We're no longer grumbling at the end. at the next the next half of this show will be going to be a going to be a peppier half of the show. You got pretty peppy already. Or you got salty? I don't know if you were peppery, I, I, but you were salty. You definitely gonna, got salty. We're going to get you to peppery. All right. <laughs> but we'll be back in a minute after the cigar under eight. Shane here with this week's Cigar Under 8. This week, I want to talk about a sleeper, the Ava Maria. Most people have probably walked
0: past this in the humidor. Probably so. I mean, I've never... So when we were talking about this off the air, I said I'd never seen it before. I probably have, but just didn't notice it.
1: Um, it's got a knight, a crusader on the wrapper. And now when I'm picking cigars and something that's um, got a super ornate wrapper... That's a lower cost cigar. That's a cigar under eight. I tend to pass them by because I feel like they
0: spent all the money on the wrapper,
1: but that's not the case with this Ivan Maria. You no,
0: know, I, I, I tend to feel the same way most of the time. I mean, but you're looking at a, a pack of five for thirty-seven dollars, so that's you know just under or just over seven bucks a cigar. It's Nicaraguan
1: binder and filler with an Ecuadorian-grown Habano wrapper, um, and it's a really good cigar. One of the fellows here at the shop brought us some and all that he had picked up somewhere else and. None of us could believe how inexpensive this cigar was Just a great cigar So until next week, try the Aba Maria Welcome back to the Cigar Cast I'm one of your hosts, Shane Reeves And a decision at the wrong part of his life Changed everything I'm sitting here with Trey Deadman. But are you aware You could have been tripped Deadman. And I'm so glad I'm not. Yes. No. 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 Oh, Trip Deadman. Just we're here at the World X Games. Trip Deadman just slayed the snowboard course. Try his new energy drink. <laughs> Even better than that. You're in the cop station, Sarge. I know we found him with the knife covered in blood over the corpse, but I think this guy is innocent. Sarge says, "I think you're right, rookie." Opens the door, yells out, "Somebody call Trip Deadman." <laughs> The naturally, the humidity rises in the typing pool, and somebody calls. Trip Deadman strolls in wearing a suit worth more than Trey Deadman's car.
0: Throws his business uh. card in front of the perp. Who are you? I'm your attorney, Trip Deadman. Well, you, I was about to say, Trip Deadman does sound like an attorney on a billboard going down I forty. You could have been Trip Deadman because his name's not Trey, folks.
1: Trey stands for the third. Right. But you could have been Trip Deadman, and yeah, you chose I, not to. Well, I didn't choose S. I, <laughs> you know that mor- that
0: morning show you've always wanted to be. How much more marketable would you be as Trip Deadman? Okay, Trip would be more marketable than Trey it, in, as a radio morning show. I will give you that one. As an
1: attorney, as a radio morning show, as a porn star, as anything, Trip Deadman would be far
0: ahead of Trey. But like I said, but the thing is, growing up with the name Trip would have been awful. Oh, it, would, it would have instilled character in you. You probably, you know, like I said, you wear a nice, well, room, a nice sure. suit, you'd probably have a pinky ring. <laughs> I would have yeah. a pinky ring. Uh, but but no, but Trey was not fraught with just sunshine and rainbows itself, either way. No, I, I, I much prefer Trey over Trip. I've met? never known a, tri- have you ever met a Trip? Uh, yes. Have you ever met one you liked?
1: Uh, No. There you go. <laughs> but I never met, but it's it's not just the trip, it's Trip Deadman. Mm. That has X Games written all over it, that has Attorney, that has so much potential. You could have been Trip Deadman, huh? <laughs> but you missed the boat totally. So thank you, sir. <laughs> I, could, I could have been riding the coattails of your success. Instead I just gotta drag you along. Okay. But <laughs> but Trip Deadman wouldn't have smoked cigars. He'd have been cool, he'd have smoked cigarettes. So we wouldn't have the podcast. There there is that distinct I don't know, I can see Trip Deadman with a good cigar. Ah, probably. Celebrating these ladies' as conquest. But now and it's not like it would have cost you anything. Your fiancé would still have been way out of your league as Trip or Trey.
0: That is very true.
1: And on now, now as Trip you might be a little closer to her league, but she'd still be way out of your
0: league. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway. This is what happens when I have two weeks to
0: work on the bulk material. It is, yeah. I'm not taking vacation ever again.
1: <laughs> so, from Grandma, in the Havana newspaper is actually called Grandma, G-R-A-N-M-A. Huh. And all, this is the Havana newspaper, the July 10th, 2019 edition. Oh, so this is the Brazil thing. This is the Brazil thing. Okay, one. yeah prohibition on sales of Cuban cigars in Brazil withdrawn. So here's the thing the um, Brazil reported, July 1st Brazilian media reported the prohibition on sales of Cohiba brand cigars after the Anvisa, which I guess is their Food and Drug Administration said an excess of sorbic acid a natural substance used as a food preservative had been found in its cigars okay so now this is interesting to me because one that's a weird, who's testing that
0: and i know, well it's their version of the fda i mean that's what that hundred thousand dollars per vitola would be going towards
1: And uh, so they rejected Cohiba's request to renew its registration and gave the company 30 days to remove all cigars from shelves across Brazil. Dang, that's ruling with an iron fist. But Cohiba stepped up and proved that the sorbic acid is a natural part of the tobacco fermentation process, that their cigars are all natural, that no preservatives are added to their cigars whatsoever. And on July 10th, which was Today. earlier this week, um, oh, yeah. it was oh, yeah. <laughs> on July 10th anyway, uh, the prohibition was lifted. So Avisa missed the mark, as FDA will, at least 18 out of set 15 Isn't times. Isn't ascorbic acid vitamin C? I don't know. I'd have to look I that I think up. it is. So you're saying that vitamin C is a a product of fermentation of cigars?
0: I think it's a product of cigars. It's uh, It's green. I mean, most greenery has vitamin C in it. We'll have to research that and all. But I
1: did think that We'll was send an-
0: it up to the guys on the eighth floor.
1: Yeah. And I'm, somebody call Trip Deadman. I want to get to the bottom of this sorbic acid controversy. But I do think that's uh, is interesting that instead of Cohiba just laying down... Because let's face it, no Cohibas in Brazil probably wouldn't be a big deal to Cohiba. Probably not. And all. they're still selling them overseas. But they said, no, we value... The reputation of our product right. as an all-natural product And we're going to show Now What do you got for the over-under Before the FDA cites that Cohibas were pulled from the shelf in Brazil Due to too much sorbic acid Oh, I'm surprised I haven't done it already Yeah, what, what, do, you, what do you give before I'm, I'm thumbing through the internet one day And come across that story from the FDA And all uh, of Anyway I'm just I'm proud of Cohiba Remember, we're going back to positive I'm going I'm proud of Cohiba for standing behind their brand and proving these people wrong.
0: Well, and not only that but no but I mean every cigar manufacturer claims to be all, all natural and to not use dyes on their uh, on their tobacco leaves to make them a, a richer color and that sort of thing. However, if you've ever let a cigar get wet and then touched it afterwards, you'll know that some are more likely to leave staining than others. So everyone, so everyone claims to be completely untampered with all-natural. Kudos to Cohiba for not only standing behind their product, but actually being truthful in what they're saying. You know, uh, to—I mean, with a compa- but with a company with a price point like Cohiba does, I would expect that of them.
1: I would, and for the reputation of the, the vaunted right. Cohiba, the Cuban cigar. Uh, Florida Daily— still just kind of keeping it at the at the forefront. Marco Rubio goes to bat for cigar manufacturers in Florida. That,
0: so that's a great move for him just with his constituency cuz the, the cigar industry is so alive in Florida. I think that's a really good move for him from a political standpoint.
1: Well, he took over as chairman of the US Senate Small Business Committee.
0: Another good place for him to be,
1: which means he might actually be able to get something done. And they have reintroduced the Traditional Cigar Manufacturing and Small Business Job Preservation Act of 2019, as well as Bill Nelson has brought to the House the... Um, well, I've lost... Okay, here it is. Excuse me, U.S. Representative Kathy Castor of Florida, a Democrat, has brought the House version of the bill to March, and more than 10 members have signed on. So just a quick political update. It's not, you know, I think FDA wants to delay this as long as they can. because they they've like seen time's the writing on friend. the wall,
0: and they know they're, they're going to lose. As well they should. As well they should. But I, I think you're right, because they keep filing for extensions, and there keep being all these delays. And I think at this point... It, they're just trying to keep hope alive and string this out for whatever benefit is in it for them. I'm not quite sure, but you know there is one.
1: Well, and this is a very bipartisan bill. We got Democrats, we got Republicans, we got everybody signing on with this. Everybody recognizes the FDA has no business in cigars, right? And I, I mean, that's just the basic heart of what it is. Everybody sees it for what it is. It's the FDA trying to do a cash grab, right? All right, let's wrap up the 2019 um, PCA trade show. Okay, I'm gonna stop re- i am gonna stop mispronouncing the IPCPR. You finally trade show. got it right, and yep. now they're changing it on you. Yeah, that's what happened. I got it right twice, so they said we have to change it. And Aficionado did a quick article about what they considered their standouts from the 2019 trade show. I'm not going to hit them all, but one that I really do like is the Lunatic Loco. I
0: haven't seen anything about this one in particular.
1: Um, this is a feral
0: pig lunatic. Oh, I mean, that's the best okay. way to describe it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and all. It's a, is that from Aganorsa? It's from Aganorsa Leaf. I like the lunatics. I enjoy the lunatic cigars. Um, I end up smoking one here most Tuesday nights because it's a 60 by 8. Right. Which lets me smoke because we usually get here an hour or so ahead of time so that I can meet with the brain trust and we can discuss, you know, life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. And I'll... Um, the El Loquito measure, or no, the El Loco, El Grand Loco, that's the one I want to talk about. Five and a half by 80. Oof. And it's a fat perfecto. So now, this is good, because this is going to solve one of my biggest problems with ring gauge over 60, is it feels like you got to unhinge your jaw like a python Which is why it. I don't
0: like 60s.
1: Right. So, but in the Perfecto, where it comes back it down tapers, to the tapers, you can get all that complexity without having to, you know, right. act like you're going to swallow an ostrich egg. I, th-
0: I think the Asylum is the only cigar over seven, over sixty that doesn't taper that I can think of. Almost all of them do a torpedo or a Bellicoso tip to, to to facilitate that. They they really need to. Yeah. I mean, they really it, need yeah. to. It needs to kind of come down.
1: Um, a J Fernandez. Is done the Dias de Gloria, the Days of Glory. And I'll nod to the um, cu- the romanticized period in Cuba's history before the Re- revolution. But the new cigar contains no Cuban leaf. <laughs> made up of tobacco. So, so it's an homage and name only. Yeah. It's made up of tobacco from the four of the Fernandez's farms in Nicaragua. Uh, Comes in Churchill, Robusto, Toro, Gordo, and retails for nine to twelve dollars. That's pretty good, pretty good smoke. Um, Altadis came in strong this year. The new
0: H Upman Espanola. I can't wait to get my hands on that. that Can l- I tell you? I was, I was. This is what I was going to say at the top of the show. I have fallen in love with the H Upman A J Fernandez eighteen forty four Nicaragua. With the light blue colored band Oh my gosh, that cigar is amazing And so easy on the pocketbook Yeah, but I mean, and easy on the palate It's a medium, maybe medium full But it, it kind of depends It's a great early morning smoke It's a great late night smoke It's It just always works It's a little more expensive than I would normally put in my workhorse category But that really depends on where you get it
1: yeah, it depends on where you can pick. You know, you can pick it up at, at, at Casa for a lot less. Right,
0: uh, which is most of the time where I get it because it's the only place that carries it with any consistency that i found. It is such a phenomenal cigar. A.J. Fernandez's collaboration with Altidus has been one of the best things for both companies I can think of in a long time. Second only maybe to crown heads and My Father's Cigars.
1: Yeah, so there's three cigars. There's the H. Upman 175th Anniversary Limited Edition. That's in collaboration with a J. Fernandez. The H. Upman Española that we just spoke about. And the Trinidad Esperitu. It's a collaboration between Fernandez and Rafael
0: Nodal. I, I want to try that as well, because I have not had a Trinidad cigar in a very long time. Yeah. And I remember being a big fan, but then they just kind of faded into the background.
1: You know, when General took over CAO, the Trinidad kind of really went on the back burner. Yeah. They really,
0: in, uh, at least around here. And I bought a box of Trinidads at one point. So, I mean, I've, I've been a fan of the of the brand for a while, but yeah, you just don't see them anywhere anymore. I know Casa has those as well. So, the La Coalition from Crown Heads...
1: Which is going to be the cooperation with Drew Estate. And uh, it's an Ecuadorian Sumatra binder, a fill of Nicaraguan and Dominican tobaccos, and a Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper. So, um, boy, Crown Heads has been off their game. You think so? The last several releases from Crown Heads have just not done. You know, they had a, a string there where they were doing really good. But it seems like right after Buckeye Land, they fell off their game.
0: Well, I liked the La Carim Bellicoso limited edition that they came out with this year. I didn't like the draw on it, but I did like the, the flavor of the cigarette. And I've talked to, I have talked to—I thought it was just me. I've talked to several other people that all said the same thing. You can't get a good draw out of that. Um, so that was a shame. This year's Los Calaveras I didn't think was even remotely palatable. Um, yeah, so I would agree. This year's Mule Kick was good. So it didn't bring nothing new to the table, though. I'll give you that.
1: It just did what they do. And also the Drew Estate Undercrown Shade Suprema. So this is the Shade Solomon 6x50. They call it a 6x54 Perfecto, but I think once you're at 6, you're at Solomon. You're no longer at Perfecto. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, Same blend as the other sizes, the Undercrown Shade, Ecuadorian Connecticut Wrapper, Sumatra Binder, Dominican Criollo 98 Tobacco's. Um, just a, a solid cigar. I'm excited about that for the show. Um, kind of coming on down. Uh, the other Drew Estate type product I'm really interested in is the Hoya de Nicaragua Uno. Now, have you seen this? I have seen this. This uh, w- was once a diplomatic gift from Nicaragua given only to world leaders. Now it can be purchased. The Numero Uno La is only 1,500 boxes of it made. It's a six and five-eighths by 44 Lonsdale. And I, and I think I have had something similar to this when they did the special Hoya 50th release. It was that Lonsdale size. Yeah,
0: and it, the blend, I, I would imagine, probably fairly similar to that.
1: Yeah. Um, my Father's Cigars, their contribution this year was the La Promesa. It means the promise. Um refers to the promise that the patriarch Jose Pepin Garcia made to honor his family's tobacco heritage and be successful in the tobacco industry after he left Cuba
0: can so, I, can I say one thing that's somewhat disparaging but not intended to be so well not on this show why so soon <laughs> how long has Tom P? how long has DPG been in the industry and he's just now getting I mean he's been you know a, a, a well, a patriarch of the industry itself, so, and and now he's he's honoring. The, I, I don't know. Maybe he just now feels like he's made it. I, I don't know. It just seems. I love it. Don't get me wrong. That's what I'm saying. I'm not meaning to be disparaging, but it just it does seem like one of those why so soon moments. You know, some guys take a little longer to commit. Some guys don't pop
1: the proposal quite so soon. So there, this may have just been he wanted to date the cigar industry for a little while and get to really get to know for the cigar industry. For years. Well, Let's not rush the man
0: <laughs> I mean, come on, in his own time Well, yeah, but if he waited three more years He may have died before he got a, got a chance to put it out
1: Hence the reason uh, Rocky Patel They did the LB1 And I'll, it's a Honduran and Nicaraguan tobacco By an Ecuadorian
0: Habano wrapper um, I'm
1: ready for Rocky to knock my socks
0: off of something It's been a long time since they did not uh, since I'm not the a original fiftieth did Rocky knock my socks and off. And even of anything. that, that one knocked my socks off for a Rocky. And I feel like that qualifier is important. It wasn't a great cigar on its own on its own merit. It was a great Rocky, and I feel like that. I feel like that makes a difference. The Hamlet did a lot for me.
1: I like the Hamlet. I yeah. mean, the Hamlet, you know, Hamlet Prada and all of his Prada. I really enjoyed it. And on now, it benefited from the first ones of them I smoked were Solomon, right? And on, that's always gonna a cigar's always gonna benefit from that with me when it's first coming out on the market. But it's never made it into the regular rotation. Um, just finishing the wrap up, Tatuahe cigars, their Mexican experiment they introduced. Um, I love Tatuahe.
0: Yeah, I do too. I'm not it's gonna... a cigar. I don't smoke enough of.
1: Yeah. Uh, Viaje, they did a few things, but I'm just just—I'm not a big Viaje guy. I'm still the Fratello Texan, is still the cigar from this show I want in my, pe- my possession.
0: Yeah, I know Austin has the new High Clare Castle coming in. I'm really excited to try that. I know there's a couple of more that weren't on that list that I'm excited to see. Um, I don't have my list in front of me because I'm not prepared like usual. Uh, yeah, you got the heroin habit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're having fun with that, aren't you? I'm
1: having too much fun. I'm having almost as fun with that as I did with Trip Deadman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I guess the, the the takeaway from the show for me is that people are still innovating, and we went through a lot. Of, and this is why I kind of disagree with with the the half wheel article you brought up at the top of the show about IPCPR's leadership and that sort of thing. You know, I, I feel like the the blame may not necessarily lay with IBCPR, PCA, but it may have to do more with the with the FDA. I mean we when when things were so uncertain the the industry really stagnated. We, we got into a position where there weren't a lot of new releases, there wasn't a lot of innovation happening. And I think that's a good sign from the industry that we're seeing a lot of new blends, a lot of new collaborations. The spark and the ingenuity in the industry is back. And that's what I'm excited about.
1: Well, and the, yeah, the collaborations are such a big part. And they're finally getting the collaborations down to a reasonable price point. You know, that's, that's always my complaint. I've said it before, is the collaborations, you end up paying a little bit more because there's more hands in the till. Right. So, last news story for the evening. Atlanta um, mayor has signed the smoking ban legislation. Do you know what this means for cigar bars? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. So basically, he's just saying you can't smoke in restaurants. It's the same ban they signed here in Tennessee, what, 15 years ago? And it's been in place in Georgia
0: for that long.
1: Yeah, so you can still smoke outside if your restaurant happens to have an outside area and you want to smoke, that's fine. You can still smoke in cigar lounges. Um, this basically comes down to a big nothing burger. Well,
0: it, there are, except that when I was living there, there were a couple of places up in the Marietta area that we used to hang out at because they would allow us to smoke cigars inside. There was a bar called Lassiter's that I spent a lot of time and even more money in. And a $3 Cafe are the two specifically that had special areas where you lassers was smoking entirely but you could actually have cigars in a certain area and then three dollar had a special lounge in the back where you you know it was 21 and up and you could smoke it will affect places like that and I know I still have some buddies back there that are part of the late night crowd and this will affect them well won't they just start going to a cigar lounge there aren't a whole lot that are open that late well but the the market will dictate that, yeah, but at the same time, you also run into the fact that how you know if if they enjoyed spending time in those cigar bars to begin with, that's where they would be now,
1: yeah, I mean, you can only take so much good company
0: high, you know highly professional people, qualified people I mean, you sometime, and i you and I are, will be the first to admit that not all cigar shops are created equal, and there I'm, are. There is a place not too far from here Where I wouldn't be caught dead smoking a cigar Because I I don't like the environment or the atmosphere
1: I agree with you Sometimes you just want to smoke with the hobos And that's okay I I don't judge you for that You've got to get the heroin somewhere So I don't judge you for that I just know that's part of the way life works for you (laughs) Man, you're punchy This is what (laughs) happens when we take two weeks off This is what happens I don't get it all out
0: at all My wife was so glad I was recording the podcast tonight Oh, I bet you've been wearing her out. she's she's not gonna be mad at you for taking it out on me anymore because she she sees what True. a benefit it has to her own life. That's right.
1: she know she knows she could be in the the crosshairs very easily if you didn't take the shot. And also I think that says more about you than it does either of us. <laughs> so pronounce judgment on the shell back. That's a six.
0: I Seven. really like it. I like the way it's drawing. I like the way it's smoking. I love that flavor. I, I am picking up more of that grass flavor as I get deeper into it. It's not smoking too hot. It's not wearing out my palate. It is a really good medium, maybe medium plus? Yeah, roughly. You know, I mean it's the MSRP on it is pretty high as I recall. Like twelve bucks. is yeah. what the suggested retail oh, okay. price is okay. I was thinking it was about closer to fourteen. So probably is in the brick and mortar. So it's not so it's not terrible. Um yeah, I'm giving it a six. You know,
1: my first instinct is a high five, but I do think I'm going to bump it up to the six because it has a lot of flavor. And it has, a you know, the grass is there. I finally caught a little hint of that leather. I'm getting some earth. I mean, yeah. it's, I'm getting a lot of flavor out of this cigar. Um, but this nothing is,
0: so overpowering.
1: Yeah. And this is a cigar that's probably much better in the Toro than it would be in the Churchill.
0: I, I would agree with that.
1: I think if I went to the 6x60 six in this, I doubt I would enjoy it as much. Because generally, whatever the 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 least expensive ingredient is, is what you get more of when you go to the, the Churchill side. And I think it would get real grassy toward the, the Churchill side. The Gordo, you mean? Yeah, the Gordo. And also, the, the Toro is definitely the right choice. Again, thanks, Matthew. We, we appreciate yeah, the— Yeah, thoroughly enjoyed this. We really enjoy the cigar. And how does everybody get a hold of us, and how can they go about sending us more cigars? Oh. Uh,
0: <laughs> so uh, you can drop us a line via email at info at We're on facebook.com slash thecigarcast. Uh, Instagram and Twitter at the Cigar Cast. And if you want to drop some cigars in the mail to Crown Cigars and Nails here in Brentwood, Tennessee, care Trey Trade Edmund and Shane Reeves, that wouldn't be terrible either. <laughs>
1: yeah. well, matter of fact you could you could just um you know call and give Austin your credit card number. Yeah, there you go. We'll just we'll get a we'll, box. We'll just of, keep it on record and yeah, yeah, we'll just get we'll get a box whatever we're uh, we're yeah, feeling. Got like got smoking that week. Or something. Yeah. yeah, you know, something something said we won't get too bad. <laughs> and all but Thank you everybody for listening this week and for Trip Deadman and I'd like myself, I'd like to say have a great cigar and think well of us.